The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. And we will be joining a friend of Medjugorje very shortly here. Those of you who heard the broadcast last night, we heard from a friend of Medjugorje speaking to the BVM Caritas pilgrimage group in Medjugorje. And that uh, radio wave broadcast was titled, It May Not Be What You Think. We encourage you to go listen to that. That's the October the 2nd, 2019 broadcast. Medjinomics usually covers a lot of topics from money to hot-button topics, and for those of you who have been listening over the past few weeks, you have heard a friend of Medjugorje address quite a few of these topics from the United Nations to climate change and global warming and various other what is normally called hot-button topics. And why do we speak about these things, and why do we speak about exchanging your paper dollars for silver? What are the reasons why in these Medjinomics broadcasts that a friend of Medjugorje encourages people to physically change the way that they live, not only to physically change the way that they live, but also to let their actions be guided by truth and not to be brought in by lies that are perpetrated by society as a whole. In today's broadcast, we are going to share with you a short excerpt from a friend 
of Medjugorje speaking to the BVM Caritas Pilgrimage Group. Now, this is a, a few days ago. This is from September the 28th, 2019. And what he is sharing, he's sharing from a biblical perspective. He gives an overall view of the times that we're living in right now. When you understand the time that we're living in, when you understand the time that we are living in right now, then you understand the reasons why it is important to cover a lot of these topics. So occasionally we like to pull everything back away from the topics and go back to the overall theme, to the overall understanding of here's the reasons why. And not only here are the reasons why, but here are the reasons why to do everything in a hurry. And so this is a friend of Medjugorje speaking to the BVM Caritas Pilgrimage Group, September the 28th, 2019. Everything has been prepped for 2,000 years for a lady. We just came from Patmos, the cave where the book of Revelations was written. You can be right there where John received it. And Pocorus, his deacon, who's in the Bible, dictated the whole book. I was pulled to go there because I later wanted me to show a bridge from 1900 years ago, 95 AD, when John was there, that the woman of Revelation, of who he saw, would be here. You know, it was Our Lady who said to start doing the 777 that you just did. You know what John saw? Seven angels holding seven churches, seven candle arborists burning, 777. Why would she tell us that? Because she wants to put her fingerprint from that cave to here to show that this is my time, as she's told us. When I went there to pray, the community gave me this really nice paper to write in ink, special pen. They wanted me to write something in the cave. I can't force that. It's easy for me to write, but I can't stage it. So I prayed there for three days. The last day, two hours there, I'm praying. I said, Mary, I don't feel like writing anything. I don't want to contrive something. I don't want to be forced by it. It's natural for me to do that, but not in just something because I was asked to have something for an archives. I don't write to make history. So I'm saying, Mary, I got nothing, got nothing, got nothing. So typically when you don't have nothing, what do you do? You open the message book and pick what we did this morning. Nothing's by chance. So I got about 30, 40 minutes before the cave closed and I have to leave. So my wife had bought a book of Revelations there, which was Greek and English. So I'm thinking, okay, what I'll do is I'll open that book and just point to something and see what it says. So forgetting what it was about, I opened the book and pointed, and it's all Greek. I said, great. <laughs> I still had nothing to write about. How am I going to figure what this is? I can't even find it. Because everything in there is Greek, and the numbers are Greek, so I can't even figure the verses what, what it's about. I'm sitting there thinking, well, there's the numbers or the chapters. Let me count back the numbers that look like numbers, and I count backwards with it. I go to actually the front and keep my point, and I'm counting one, two, three chapters, four chapters, seven, eight, nine, and that's just it. I can't believe this. Ten, eleven, and twelve. And then I went down the verses to verse 12. I was astounded. Why? Because that's the woman who is the woman of Revelation 
And out of that whole book on both sides, English and that, that's what Our Lady made me point to. So that turned me on to writing. And I wrote some things about it. I won't go into it. But what it said was real clear to me that she was saying something to me. And I was plagued by this. When I got back to Birmingham with Caritas, I kept contemplating this whole thing. So I decided to see where is that placed Revelation goes through this whole thing, and there's only one section that talks about the woman of Revelation. And the church is always taught, it's the church, it's the church, it's the church. Protestants say the same thing. How can it be carried from that with thousands of statues around the world through centuries crushing the serpent's head while the woman of Revelation is there who crowned 12 stars around her head, standing on a crescent moon, a crescent moon, which is a symbol of Islam, and many other things that's described there, to do battle with the dragon. I realized one day, I want to see where that is in the Bible, in the Revelations. So I had one of my community members count how many words before Revelations 12, where it starts mentioning the woman, and how many words are after that. Because I suspected maybe she's in the middle of Revelations. You know what happened? The number of words before it starts referring to Our Lady and afterwards is within 20 words equal, which is nothing, because different translations can do that. She is smack dab in the middle of Revelation. She is the center. We've gone from the seven churches of Turkey where the report card was given that John saw to the middle now, and after the revelations of Our Lady, it's all about the coming of Christ. She is here, and she has said it in her messages. And one particular message, she alluded to, I preceded my son, and I'm here again in the same way. Why? Why would God send her the first time and not the second time? Rob Wallace, the top producer, ABC 2020. We're doing a documentary here. He's Barbara Walters' personal producer when ABC needs to do something with her. He's at the top of the food chain when ABC was king. He asked me here years ago, do you think this is the second coming? I said, no question about it, Rob. He said, when do you think it is? And I said, that's what's the question. Is it five years, 50 years, 500 years? We don't know. But one thing I want to tell you is we are the people, we are the prototype, we are the witnesses of how the Antichrist system is going to be crushed by Mary now, mortally wounding the head of the serpent, and where we are right now with technology, and what they can breed your brain, if you've been listening to some of our broadcasts, can dictate everything you can do, make you do things against your will. We're in Antichrist, and if it's not disrupted radically, we're going into it. But it's going to be mortally wounded, the serpent. And that's what our lady's going to do. And it's going to crash. That's part of the secrets. But he will rise again miraculously. And those people who go through that will be looking at your witness. So you're the prototype of how we went through, how she trained us, so that they will have the measures and the ways of how to live underneath the Antichrist system that the Bible says is so difficult, so hard, that he shortens it for the sake of the elect, the believers, because they wouldn't make it through. And a lot of people won't. 
So we're on a world stage of the Virgin Mary, who recently said in the last couple of years, be apostles of revelation. The church don't want to talk about this. You rarely hear a priest talk about it because they're taught in seminaries. It's allegories. We can't be in this. We can't understand that. No, you can't understand prophecy until it happens. There was a nun. I wrote about her in I.C. Far. She saw herself, and she's standing in her habit. She's got all these medals right here. She didn't understand the prophecy until eight, ten years later when she had done something. The military gave her these medals. Prophecy never makes sense until it's fulfilled. Once it's fulfilled, you say, oh, I got it. We're in the middle of prophecy, tons of prophecy. I see it through the messages. I've written things in 2006 about where we were going to go. 2012 on the whole elections of Obama and where that went to and what would result in that. They fired the first shot. Reread it. It's going to blow you away. It's completely different. It blows me away. But I saw it in the messages. So a lady says... I desire, O children, that you become an instrument in my hands for the salvation in the world. You have felt the fragrance of holiness through the messages which I am given to you to carry it into this world. You have to speak about the messages, but you don't have authority to do so. How do you get authority to speak about the messages? You live them. You fast. You pray. You sacrifice. You will get cognition. You will get experiences. You'll be crushed. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to have difficulties. Very many crosses. That gives you authority to speak. And you can tell people what they want, even though they don't want it. And sometimes they don't even like it. But I tell you, I've had people come back to me, even years later, seeking something. What do you think about this? It doesn't matter if somebody accepts our lady here or not accepts her or rejects her. There's going to be a moment in the secrets when that happens that they're going to want to know something because you were that Mary person five years ago nagging her or him and they didn't like it. Now they're going to look for, seek you out. You're not trying to get a bat and average that you're going to have a home run with everybody. You drop the seed and forget it. Give them a special blessing that will be given to you and explained to you in the next few days. And you pray for them. But you yourself and your life and what you apply the messages to your life gives you conviction power to change hearts literally and radically. So this message this morning, the fragrance of the holiness through the messages which I'm giving you, carry it to the world, hungry for God and God's love. They're seeking it everywhere in all the wrong places. And it's not there. It's not through materialism, consumerism, technology, which is the greatest God we have now probably ever in the history of the world. Everybody's connected to it. And it's not good. Our ladies had 38 and a half years opportunities to mention technology. Oh, this is good. Spread my messages through that. Never has she done it. She goes more primitive. She goes back and refers in her messages through nature, through her gray way of life, the wheat, the flowers of the field. Do. Man gets refreshed, she says, just like the dew on the grass in the morning. Prayer does that to you. She didn't say, get your cell phone and go read some prayers. That refreshes you. It's a distraction even if you look those things up on there. It's a distraction now. I see so many people doing it in mass, reading the homilies and the readings. I can't stand this. Don't enter that into the temple. 
Our lady is not even hinted. That's a good thing. She says, and she condemns modernism. This has an addiction power stronger than cocaine. And we have a lot of cocaine out there in cell phones. You heard me speak about it, how we operate without it. We got an international mission, seven hours difference. I had four calls through the middle of the night last night. We got landlines here in the house. We don't use cell phones. And we can communicate. And actually, we talk on the phones more than people talk to people on the phone because now everybody texts and they're not really talking to each other. Just look at the restaurant. Go in there and see it. We're taking pictures of this. Nobody's talking to each other. Did you know that if you're talking to somebody and you put your cell phone down and you're not looking at it, it's proven research that your conversation between those two people is diminished just by that thing sitting there. That is power. That is evil power. You say, how is it? Well, because you're thinking, well, who's texting me now? Who's going to call? I'm listening to her, but or my wife, or my husband, or whatever, or my friend. And, oh, i got to call this. I need to check this. I need to do that. So you're thinking, you're going back and forth. This thing is wicked, I'm telling you. And we run a massive operation without it. People say, how can I do it? You can develop it. You can do it. But you're not willing to do it. To carry in this world, hungry for God and God's love, I thank you for having responded in such a number. And I bless you all with my motherly blessing. Our lady just gave a message the first day you got here. You've received it, September 25th. And in there she says, little children, pray the rosary. We know that, Mary. But that's where everything starts here. Your conversations that you have is prayer with God. Because that's all prayer is. is a conversation with God. He wants you to talk to Him. What are you talking to the most? Who are you talking to the most? What are you talking to the most? Over and over, I'm amazed at the older people on the airplanes. When I look over there in the seat, or over there, we were sitting behind first class. Lady had, you can see she was maybe in her 50s, well off. We are one seat behind there, out of first class. Immediately when we take off, she pulls her cell phone out. And she starts playing these stupid games all the way till we landed. No stop. Last time I came from Medjugorje, there was two older women, probably in the 70s, played this the whole time, eight hours, nine hours flying. And I thought, what are they doing? They're stealing conversation and prayer from God. I can see somebody that's 20 years old or 15 years old. I don't understand that. You may be one of those. One time we come from Medjugorje, we go and split. We're waiting for the plane. And a lady who just came from a trip, not on our trip because I would have jumped down and choked her. <laughs> she pulls out a deck of cards and starts playing solitaire. Pray the rosary. Not solitaire. Not these stupid games. If you don't want to pray, read something. You want to learn some spiritual stuff? You want to learn how to be an apostle? You want to know how to conquer the world? You want to know how to do everything? Go read Navy SEAL books. We've read every one of them. They teach you the spiritual life because they're in battle. And here, we are in battle. You're going to be taken to the spot, a singular spot, a piece of dirt this big where Our Lady announced a war between heaven and hell. Here, you're going to walk on that ground. And we're in the midst of it. You see it growing. You see everything across the world. And it's coming to a peak. And it's in a clash. Huge. Beyond what we can see until after it's over. 
Little children, pray the rosary and meditate on the mysteries of the rosary. It's hard to do that if you've got a cell phone sitting there thinking, I've got to do this or I've got to talk to somebody. Meditate on the mysteries of the rosary because in your life, you are also passing through joys and sorrows. What are the first two mysteries? So our lady went through joys. She went through sorrows. And that's the mysteries of your life. Mysteries of the Rosary, because in your life, you are also passing through the joys and sorrows. We're going through the joys, which brings sorrows. Sorrows bring joys. I wrote in the 54-day novena, one of the meditations. I wrote this whole thing on one flight uh, going back to Alabama, to Benjagoria. And I'm telling you, I wasn't even with myself. If you read those meditations, I've had monks. I've had hermits and different people write says. How did that get written? I tell you, I didn't write it. Our Lady wrote it. But in there I talk about joys bring sorrows in life. Sorrows bring joys. And that's exactly what it just says here. Just go through the 54-day novena out of the mission house. Don't pray. Just go through all the meditations and think about them. They're deep. Our Lady gave me what to say. You know what happened when I got back? I lost it. I couldn't find it. I was sick. Because I knew it was straight from God, straight from the Holy Spirit. Eight hours, nine hours of writing, and it never showed up. So I wrote another one, and it was okay, but I, it was nothing what I wrote originally. And so we go 10 years, 12 years maybe passed, and we come for the first consecration of the United States of America in 2008. And we're going to do this consecration but we wanted to do a 54-day novena, the one I wrote, the second one, leading up to that. So we have all the graces when a lady comes to the field that we would hear something from her. And I walk in my writing office, and that is on my desk. I couldn't believe it. The original writings. I asked Joan, I asked Ruth, did y'all put this on my desk? Did y'all find this? What did you say? Nobody knew. Nobody knew how it got there. Our Lady wanted to say that years later for this consecration. And you'll know I didn't write that if you read the meditations. Get them and read them really slow. We've got bigger print. Get the bigger one. And get in these fields and meditate on them and think about those mysteries. And your life and put those things in your life because you have sorrows. And you're going to have that. And you're going to have joys. And it comes back and forth. The greater the joy, the greater the sorrows. The greater the sorrow, the greater the joy. That's life. So expect that. Why? Because Jesus had it. And Our Lady had it. And you think you're not going to have it? You're going to have a bed of roses? <laughs> Meditate on the mysteries of the roses because in your life you are passing through joys and sorrows. In this way, you are transforming the mysteries into life. So, yes, you can interpret this with mysteries, because life is a mystery. But it tells you how to figure out all these mysteries. A lot of things, when I first came to Medjugorje, it was mysteries. But I understand them now. I understand where I'm going. I understand what I'm supposed to do. You understand what you're supposed to do, what you're called to do. In this way, you are transforming the mysteries into your life, because life is a mystery until... See, is talking about joys and sorrows. We can relate to the Bible. Now she's going to really something mystery. Life is a mystery. We don't understand it. Because life is a mystery until you place it in God's hands. 
Then you understand everything, your purpose, your reason for existence, where you're going, why you're going there, why you're having difficulties, why this crisis happens. Those things are no longer mysteries. Because everything placed in God's hand is what He has planned for you and is not a cakewalk. And the higher the plan, the more difficult and more persecutions and the more hardship you will experience. More sacrifices will be expected of you. Our lady gave me a private message through Maria in my bedroom in 89 that you will suffer. The word she used was sacrifice. And I want you to offer these sacrifices for these intentions. There's some intentions that I asked Maria to ask our lady. She gave me another message. You will attain your desire through prayer and humility. So with this word sacrifice, every time I came to Medjugorje, actually she said, I'm going to teach you more about sacrifice. When our lady said that, I thought, man, I've already been to the grist mill. What are you going to teach me? I knew nothing. I thought, poor me. I really had it constantly. So I'm in with Maria in her house, and every time I come up there, I said, what is our lady going to give me this answer? And she says, you have to suffer more. Maria looked at suffering. That's how what she said. She kept interpreting the word sacrifice, suffering. But the word was sacrifice. So one day I, I wanted to see what is a lady said is the greatest sacrifice. So I searched all over the book, Words from Heaven. And then a lady didn't just say it. She literally said it. Because I wanted to know what the greatest sacrifice was. She said, the greatest sacrifice is love. And I didn't like that because I like to get back at people. (laughs) And love won't let you do that. You can't do that. I don't want to love this person. I love that tree more than that person. (laughs) I love these trees. I do. I I came in here back in communist days and said, I walked through and said, man, this is beautiful. I love these trees. I like to have this. I didn't even know I was praying. Our lady gave it to us later. We own this now. I never could imagine Your wishes is heard by God and granted if you walk and you love. She said, through love, you will achieve everything. And we will end with those profound words from a friend of Medjugorje, that through love, one will achieve everything. And why is that so important to understand is that the more you become involved in Medjugorje and the more you conform yourself to the messages, the more you will desire what Our Lady desires. And that is what a friend of Medjugorje was sharing with us, is that in his heart, he desired what Our Lady desired. And in doing so, his desires were being granted by Our Lady. So whether it's something that you want to get out of debt, or whether it's you want to move onto a piece of land and begin your simple way of life, whether you feel like you're called to a different job, or whether you feel like you want to give your life completely to the plan of Medjugorje, Whatever these things might be that you are feeling the call to do within the context of your state in life, then you will find those things granted and blessed by God. And so we truly are living in exciting times, times that require us to do beyond the norm and to do things very quickly. The nine-day bread and water fast for the beginning of Our Lady's Reign begins this coming Monday, October the 7th, 2019. We encourage you to join us in this nine-day fast. For nine days that you fast, you will be given one day for the following year, 2020, that your nine-day fast will cover in prayer. And so you will fast for nine days beginning on the 7th, 
on bread and water. And during that period of time, you will be praying in union with people all across the world from every corner of the globe who are offering this fast for this very same intention. Now, this is the fast which a friend of Medjugorje made public about 19 years ago. And for about 18 years, we fasted for the end of the reign of Satan. And you just heard him speaking about the book of Revelation and what is happening in our midst at this time. And so it is even more important as we offer this fast for the beginning of Our Lady's reign, especially in light of what we just heard and the times that we are living in now. To sign up for the nine-day fast, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205 205- Six seven two two thousand, or you can visit medj dot com, spelled m e j dot com, and click on contact, and let us know that you'll be joining us for the nine day fast, and we will assign you a day that your nine day fast will cover in prayer. And so, on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, BVM pilgrimages, the Caritas Mission House in Medjugorje, Medjugorje dot com and Radio Wave 24 hours. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.